Hey there, welcome in to a Friday edition of the BetUS Boxing Show. We could not wait for this show because we come an hour early today at noon Eastern time. Typically, we're here at 1 Eastern time. Rayfield said, I'm not waiting around today. I want to get this done. I want to get it out live for the peeps. And here we are. Good to be back with you. I am merely the somewhat competent host. You're about to see more proof of that visually here in a second on the picks. By the way, that's Uh, not really what I said. But hold on. Uh, Dan Rayfield is here, our insider from BigFightWeekend.com, his Fight Freaks Unite Substack. Uh, look, you're just excited to be here like I am. Uh, if they said do the show at 9 o'clock in the morning, we would do the show. But they said we got to do the show at noon. You and I are on board. And thank you to the peeps that are finding us live. If you're seeing us later on Friday or Saturday, typically 1 Eastern time on Friday, except, Brother Rayfield, we are not here for next weekend, the Christmas weekend with Christmas Eve. There's not a prominent fight next week. We're not here next weekend, but I promise we're back in two weeks before the New Year's weekend. So we're back at 1 Eastern time in a couple of weeks, but we're here today. All that matters is we're here today. Brother Rayfield, how you feeling for a Friday? I'm excited for this weekend. It may not be the biggest weekend, but we got a great main event to talk about. I'm All right, so... Yes, uh, a couple of lightweights that we're going to get into here in a second that are both unbeaten, facing each other in Las Vegas. So plenty to get to on that. First, let's take a look at the records, which Dan Rayfield wants you to know that he was 5-0 and a week ago. We've been propping you on BetUS on the social media because you had a perfect week uh, last week. Thank you, Terrence Crawford. Thank you, Teofimo Lopez, with the decision, with all the different fights that we covered last week. Look at Dan. Uh, now, 20, a victory laps for you. 27 above 500 with the picks. I'm at 12 above 500. Look at the show. If you've been paying attention week to week to week since the summer, you've been doing well with the BetUS boxing show. But as we like to say, Dan Rayfield, it isn't about the past. On this show, it is about the future. It is about what is about to happen here this weekend. And Saturday night in Las Vegas is fight number one. As we mentioned, premier boxing champions, Showtime main event from Vegas, Michelle Rivera and uh, Frank Martin out of Texas. Uh, these are both unbeaten lightweights. Somebody's going to emerge from this fight prominently towards a world title shot. Fairly even odds on the Bet US line. You see, Martin is the favorite, including by decision or by stoppage, an over under of 10.5. Roll up the sleeves, Dan Rayfield. Let's get into this one. What do we like here to start us off? Well, I just love this fight, TJ. As you know, it is two fighters who are on the rise, who are not yet truly established as contenders, who are both undefeated, risking that undefeated perfect record in a real fight. Uh, if not for a title, not uh, for huge money, it is an official eliminator in the WBA, so it'll put the winner in a good position in terms of uh, eventually becoming the mandatory for that 135-pound belt. But there's a high-class fight, two guys in their 20s, Michelle Rivera from the Dominican Republic, uh, just 24 years old, Frank Martin, a little older, 27, but he had a longer amateur career, uh, Southpaw, he fights out of the Errol Spence Jr. camp, shares the trainer, Derek James, with him. These are both guys that I have considered for the last couple of years among the very best prospects in boxing. They're now looking to take that step up to becoming a true contender. And there's a, a lot at stake. And it may not be the highest profile Showtime main event, but it's definitely worth uh, watching because the styles are contrasting. You have Frank Sanchez, who's a good technician, but also shown himself to be a very good puncher. Michelle Rivera has had some highlight reel kind of knockouts, but a little bit more of a boxer. Uh, just a tremendous fight. I mean, uh, you'll see on the odds, it's an awfully close fight. And uh, I cannot wait for this. And the winner is going to take a huge step forward. And even the loser, as long as he acquits himself, you know, in a pretty good manner, is certainly not going to be done by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yep, and look at that comment right there, that what you were just saying, they're willing to fight each other without a title on the line is unbeaten because the winner understands it may not be the next fight for either Martin or Rivera, but a title shot is looming of some kind probably later in 2023 if you win this one to close out 2022, right? Well, it's kind of interesting in the lightweight division because at the moment, the title shots, uh, usually there's multiple belts to, to go for because there's a splintered fracture championship. In the case of the lightweight division, you have Devin Haney standing as the undisputed champion with all the belts. However, uh, if he goes through with the, the plan, uh, which is probably to fight in the first half of the year against Lomachenko, you have to figure, as Haney has said, that when that's done, win or lose, uh, he's going to move up in weight. And if, uh, if he decides to stay or if Lomachenko wins and stays in the weight class, which he probably would, you have to figure, given all the pressures for mandatories in the schedule, that at some point a belt or two will become fractured and vacant. And the winner, you know, if it's a WBA, will set himself up very nicely to be in that position. Uh, so there's a lot at stake in this fight because it's not just the title shot, by the way. It's also you now put yourself in a position where you're going to be in another main event. You're going to make money more than you've been making. You're going to have... Uh, your name that's going to be in the minds of the fans because you've had this big win on Showtime against a quality opponent. So there's a lot riding for these guys. And, you know, and uh, if you look at their records, they both have had some nice wins against not elite fighters necessarily, but against solid opponents. They both, for example, have a victory against Jerry Perez um, as a common opponent in the recent past. Uh, it's a it's a it's a tough fight to pick and it's a good fight to watch, in my opinion. And the Savages are going back and forth in the live chat. And by the way, thank you for finding us. Hit the like button, subscribe. They're going back and forth on whether Martin wins this. Uh, we just saw somebody say Rivera by KO here on this. Uh, we see our buddy Gail Falkenthal is checking in from San Diego in the morning out in San Diego uh, about this. And uh, I agree with what she's saying. It's the same thing we're talking about. The promoters need to reward these kind of fighters when they're willing to fight each other and it's not a title fight and they're both undefeated and somebody could take the L. So that being said, Dan Rayfield, what do you have between the Southpaw Martin and Michelle Rivera, both unbeaten lightweights? What do you like? Well, as I have said, I, I love both of these guys. I've been uh, following them for quite a while, been watching them uh, ascend the ladder. When it comes head to head, uh, I have a hard time going against Frank Sanchez. I think he's a more diverse fighter, both in terms of his boxing ability, his defensive ability, his offensive ability. He's a better puncher in my mind. He had a very good amateur background, and while I don't think it's a blowout fight, I like Frank Martin to win this fight in the end by decision. I let you go first because I don't want you to blame me if this doesn't work out. You went first. I agree with you. I like the Southpaw Martin a little more savvy. Rivera uh, has the Muhammad Ali look from the trunks, the white trunk. Uh, with the black tr with the black trim that says even Ali on it sometimes. He's got the high fade kind of hairdo. I'm somebody that has no hair, so I, I'm automatically envious of that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he, he does the shuffle. I know you got the quaff. He does the shuffle like Ali sometimes. I don't know that, that all that showmanship will be enough. I think Martin wins this fight by decision as well. So let's lock us both in on fight number one, the main event in Las Vegas. We are both going to take Frank Martin, and we get a little better value on the decision prop here, uh, as opposed to just the money line, this is almost a 50-50 fight. Martin's like a two-to-one favorite on the BetUS line. We get a better value here on the decision, and by extension, Dan and I will both take the over 10.5 rounds in this one. We both project this just one more time as a distance fight. I would be surprised if either guy is able to score a knockout, let's say, in the first half of the fight. That would be a bit surprising. I think they're that evenly matched. Final thought on that? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think if anybody's getting the knockout, it probably would be uh, Frank Martin. 
I feel like he's more offensive-minded, can do a little bit more offensively, bigger punch. I mean, the knockout record speaks for itself against similar type of opponents. But the main thing is uh, it, it is a good betting fight because the odds are very close. It's a good fight if you're just a fan that wants to watch because it's it's intriguing for lots of reasons that we outlined uh, in terms of both guys on the rise, what's at stake, their records as they go in, the types of opponents they have faced previously, as well as a style uh, that each man employs that is uh, very much different than the other fighter. So uh, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one on Saturday night for sure. All right, so you got us on the record. You got another fan in the live chat named Dan. Let's get Dan's live coming up here. That's this is not Dan Raphael uh, that's in here. It's David. I'm sorry, David's comment. David Kushin is making a comment. He says, uh, "Hey Dan, I, I uh, this is fun. I loved your interview with Boots Ennis on the podcast. Again, check out the Big Fight Weekend podcast feed wherever you get podcasts." Uh, Dan talked with Jerron Boots Ennis, welterweight contender. He's coming up in January on the undercard of the Gervonta Davis pay per view. They're just they're, there's so much love right now for you. You can never walk away from this show because there's so much love for you uh, right now on this. And this is a very intriguing fight that we have with Rivera and Martin. We'll see what happens Saturday in Vegas. All right, fight number two to discuss, and we will have time for a couple of questions and answers coming up. Fight number two is in England. It's in the town of Bournemouth. Bournemouth is on the southwest coast of England. Yes, I looked it up, Dan Rayfield, about two and a half hours southwest of London. That is where Chris Billum Smith is from. He's the local favorite in that uh, coastal town in that area. He is a cruiserweight at 16-1. and one. He is fighting a fighter from Kosovo. That's the Kosovo flag there. I'm going for the name. Armin Johaj is the name. Johaj is a Kosovo-born German fighter he's fought primarily in germany for the last five or six years as a cruiserweight so clearly billam smith is heavily favored to win he is 16 to 1 on the bet us line we see an over under of five and a half billam smith is the number two contender in the wbo for the cruiserweight title that is held by fellow brit lawrence o'coley so there is a lot of belief if billam smith wins in the next fight or two maybe a title shot with o'coley dan your thoughts on this fight where Billum Smith is the heavy favorite, the hometown favorite, uh, in England Saturday afternoon, U.S. time. Well, as far as the title shot goes, it won't be next. O'Coley is due with a mandatory right now that actually is going to a purse bid in the next few days. Uh, so that will be O'Coley's next fight unless he were to vacate the title. Uh, but certainly, you know, Billum Smith is in a great position uh, to eventually land that fight. Now, this is not the original opponent that was signed for this fight. There was an opponent change in the recent weeks. He was supposed to fight the American uh, let's call him a journeyman, uh, but a, a capable journeyman in Vaughn Alexander, the older brother of the former uh, two-way class champion, Devin Alexander. Uh, the, the fight was changed. Uh, but Bill, this was built around Bill and Smith. Like you said, it's a hometown fight. It's uh, to stay busy because he's in such a good position. Uh, he's, he's won seven fights in a row. His only loss was a really close split decision against another British fighter named Richard Ricapora, who's also a good contender in his own right. And this is sort of, uh, as we've talked about in other fights, keep the chains moving. Don't slip up. Make sure you take care of your business. Uh, they have an opponent in the ring who is uh, a guy that's been knocked out before. He's won two fights in a row uh, on, a, on a, a resume that's pretty much devoid of anything significant. Not that Bill and Smith, by the way, has a monster resume by right. any means, but the grade of opponents is, uh, is a bit better. Uh, than the uh, than uh, the opponent. I'm not going to go with the name. You're my man who's uh, in charge. Zohaj. Of I'm Zohaj. helping out. Yeah. Now, now uh, wasn't the movie, I'm trying to think with Ben Stiller, 
Uh, don't mess with the Zohan or something like that. Uh, something Zohan. This is Zohaj. Zohaj is how I've heard it pronounced. And again, nondescript opponents, primarily in Germany. He's fought a lot of distance fights. So what are you thinking here on Billum Smith in a 12-round fight against Ty? Well, I looked at this and I, I thought to myself, you know what? I like Billum Smith in the fight. I've actually watched Billum Smith fight a few times, including that one loss he had, which was a pretty good fight. Um, he He's not a massive puncher, but he's not a bad puncher. And, and looking at the record of the opponent, I, I like the knockout in the fight. But I didn't want to, as you would say, I'm not messing around with the with the win. I just went with the fact that he's going to get the knockout. So I I didn't I took a flyer in terms of picking the over under like I usually do, and I just went with Billum Smith by the knockout. Um, and by the way, for those at least in the United States who are interested, this fight is actually going to be available to the viewers here on the uh, Fight app. Uh, it's like a 9.99 pay per view in the UK. It's it's live on Sky Sports. Uh, it's one of the boxer promoted shows, which has a deal with Sky Sports. So you can watch it if you're betting. And, you know, obviously they got a bunch of fights on the undercard, um, you know, including like Caroline Dubois, the, the excellent up and coming women's uh, Olympian. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of interesting people that are on the rise on that show as well. Caroline Dubois is the sister of Daniel Dubois, the WBA yes. secondary heavyweight champion you're talking about. She's a pretty good puncher, too. And as you mentioned, amateur background, she's on the card. Fight TV, right, has it as pay-per-view through Boxer Promotions in England. Saturday afternoon card. Let's lock it in. You say KO for Billum Smith. Don't smack me. I say KO for Billum Smith. Also, I'm not going to mess with the win on the over-under of five and a half rounds. I just like him for the knockout. I really toyed with Billum Smith to go the distance, and it's a better value. But I think he'll ultimately maybe wear him down and stop him because Zohaj has fought 10-round fights recently. Maybe he gets tired in the late rounds, et cetera. So let's, grow, let's go Chris Billum Smith, who is the – uh, is the fan favorite there in that arena. They will be loud. It's one of the last fights in the UK of the year. And again, it's not in a populous area. It's not London. It's well to the southwest. It's two and a half hours by car to the to the southwest coast of town. But he's a big favorite there. And let's see if Billum Smith uh, delivers. All right, good stuff <laughs> on the fight I, predictions. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I knew your picks as we come in, but I almost wanted to change one of my picks because I don't like when we agree and everything. It makes me nervous. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it uh, on that. All right, let's get to some live questions and see what some people think. Some people have got some different live questions, uh, including about the undercard of uh, of this fight. Boxing uh, Brains is watching and saying, hey, Rocky Fielding Dan Aziz is an interesting fight on the undercard. Yeah. Uh, Aziz is the British light heavyweight champion. Fielding is a former um, super middleweight and light heavyweight uh, high-ranked fighter, once fought Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Aziz is the favorite in this fight on the Bet US line. Any thought? These are light heavyweights on the undercard of the show in England. Rocky Fielding's had a nice career. Like you said, he fought Canelo Alvarez, uh, got beat up in a couple of rounds to the body. He had a secondary super middleweight title at the time. Uh, look, I think Aziz, in, in the way this fight was constructed, they're, they're looking to get a decent name on his record. Uh, you know, Rocky's still around. He's still alive and kicking, but he's not what he was even when he was at his best. And even when he was at his best, he was a lower end sort of contender. Uh, I think this is a Dan Aziz victory. I can't tell you know, if he, if he targets the body the way Canelo did and is able to land the shots, he might be able to get the knockout. Uh, but whatever the result is, I, I, I strongly believe that Aziz gets his hand raised when it's all said and done. 
Aziz is five to one for what it's worth on the bet us line, the over under 10 and a half in uh, that one. We've got time for a couple more questions. If you're watching us live, I mean, we know see, we by the way, away. Rocky Fielding, yep. you know, he, he usually makes pretty good fights. I mean, he may not win. He wins some, he lose some, but uh, usually he's in something that's pretty good to watch. And, uh, you know, for Aziz, it's a good opportunity. Like I said, to probably put the best name uh, on his record that he's faced so far in his career. All right. Uh, again, keep the live questions coming. There are a lot of you that are uh, that are in here going back and forth about the Billum Smith KO and whether he will get that. I see that in the live chat right now uh, here. And again, we came your way an hour early on this show. If you're watching, like if you dialed in at one and you're like, what the hey, we came an hour early, special circumstance. We're typically here at one Eastern. I will say again, we're not here next Friday. There's not a prominent worldwide fight. And as much as I love to bother Dan, he doesn't want to be bothered next Friday if we're not talking boxing. He's had enough of me so we're not here next friday for the bet us show but we're back in two weeks at one eastern time typically so we're here a little early uh today where's my man ab number one he says 2023 i'm going to start keeping score i'm usually the same picks as tj he says i called the ebony uh, bridges ko last weekend and i called the conlin you did you call wait a minute did you document this this uh peep here says i called the conlin ko in round one where is that documented ab number one yeah, he's so in the live chat did you see we missed a good question there somebody was asking about if uh, our man Antonio can put that last question back up about fighter. What's that last question up, Antonio, that you have there uh, that somebody was asking? Uh, who has, uh, what do you think, uh, F. Urquhart uh, says, what do you have for fight and fighter of the year? Are you going on the record with that yet, or are you going to wait another week? What well, I mean, have? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have something that I'll publish uh, on my uh, Substack, but I think it's uh, not exactly going to be giant secret that uh, Dimitri Bebel is uh, the odds-on man for fighter of the year. The man had a tremendous year. I thought it was kind of a down year for candidates overall. But his year would be a top contender in any year. He started his year in May with a big upset against Canelo Alvarez. People want to, like, Monday morning quarterback that and say, well, it wasn't really an upset. Well, you know what? You're wrong. It was an upset. He was, like, five to one dog. Uh, and he was a, you know, everybody thought Canelo was going to run through him. And uh, and he didn't. And, and he won that fight. And he did a good job doing it. He, he boxed beautifully that fight in May. So that's obviously a huge fight when you take – when you. Uh, win clearly and take down the number one fighter in the world pound for pound, even though he was moving up in weight, but to a weight where he had previously held a title. And then he comes back after that victory and he takes on the bonafide number one contender in uh, Gilberto Zerto Ramirez, an undefeated fighter who had been a champion in the super middleweight division. And he doesn't just win the fight. He totally dominates and wins every round, basically. Like, you know, maybe if you gave Zerto two rounds, you were being generous. It was a brilliant performance. So he goes two and zero against two big time opponents. Uh, I think that's your, you know, your fighter of the year. And as far as fight of the year goes, uh, again, not the greatest year ever in terms of the overall candidates. But there's been a, there are a few. I'm gonna I'm not gonna give away my exact pick. But you've got the tremendous battle between Michael Conlon and Lee Wood that ended with a spectacular knockout with Lee right. Wood knocking, coming off the deck, coming back knocking Michael Conlon out of the ring to score the victory in the last round of, a, of a, just a great battle. You have the very, very exciting uh, junior middleweight fight between Sebastian Fundora and Erickson Lubin, a great matchup, both guys on the deck, lots of action. You have the uh, fight from the springtime, which was a historical fight on top of being a great action fight, the rematch between Charlo and Brian Castagna, in which Charlo yes. scored a 10th-round knockout to become uh, the first-ever four-belt undisputed champion in the 154-pound weight class. So there's, there's some good candidates uh, during the course of the year. In terms of, by the way, let me just mention a couple other candidates for fighter of the year. You know, you can't overlook Devin Haney. Went on the road to Australia twice uh, and took that fight uh, 
against uh, George Cambosis and had no fear of traveling 8,000 miles away and basically giving him everything he wanted in the deal and not only winning once but doing so twice. You have also uh, a tremendous performance by uh, uh, Naoya Inouye in a, a second-round blitzing of Nonito Donaire in their rematch from a fight that went the distance that was a brutal, tough fight that had been the fight of the year a couple of years earlier. And then he comes back after that and wins by 11th round knockout just this uh, week in a, in a one-sided uh, butt whooping against uh, Paul Butler to become the first ever undisputed uh, Bantamweight champion in either the three or the four belt there. And there are other candidates. So, there, you know, I, I like Bivol as the man, but there's some other guys that had big years also. All right, fair enough. I was going to get to Inouye there on uh, on that. And uh, there we go with some live questions. Let me just throw uh, one more thing show. in there because I don't want to yes. be uh, – I don't want to be labeled that I'm uh, that I'm forgetting about the ladies. You have to also for fight of the year if you're going to split it up men's and women's, you must look at the incredible battle that took place in April uh, between uh, the undisputed lightweight champion Katie Taylor and yes, sir. Uh, the uh, the pound for pound uh, also top women's fighter, the featherweight champion Amanda Serrano, who moved up in weight. And they put on one of the, forget about men or women, they just put on a great fight, period. Sold out Madison Square Garden in what is arguably the greatest women's boxing match that we've ever seen. It certainly had the most attention. Sold out Garden, did well on pay-per-view. Let's get a rematch 2023 for Serrano-Taylor because it was a razor-close decision. And I may rewatch that fight. That that should get a lot of consideration for fight of the year. Women's fight, men's fight, whatever. It was tremendous. All right, great job with the questions and answers, peeps. A lot of you are, uh, are putting some... Uh, still in the live chat. We've been answering those as best we can. Let's take a look at our best bets here. Two fights that were on the record, and there's lots of agreement. Uh, Rayfield and I are looking at that Las Vegas Premier Boxing Champion Showtime main event uh, right around 10 Eastern time, somewhere around there they'll fight uh, between Frank Martin and Michelle Rivera. We both like Martin, the Texan, the Southpaw by decision. We're also by extension then taking the over 10 and a half rounds. And in England earlier in the day, Chris Billum Smith, the cruiserweight contender looking for a title shot to get a knockout in his fight, which is kind of set up for him to look good and get a bigger bout. With that, we've come to the end of another live show here on the Bet US Boxing Show. Any parting thoughts here as we wind down the year we're back again in two weeks right before new year's we're not here next week we're back in two weeks any final thought here dan before we're gone i just hope everybody has a, a healthy and happy holidays and enjoys the fights of course we always love that antonio everybody at bet us thank you thank you all for watching hit that like button make sure you're subscribing we enjoy being with you with the picks again check us out on the big fight weekend website and the big fight weekend podcast jaron boots in us on with dan on the podcast as well for now we're good we'll see you in two weeks right before the new year on the bet us boxing show 